Hello, you're watching the Le Nouveau Esprit video series on the theology of the body. This video is dedicated to audience 34. We are your hosts. I am Jeremy Hossotter. And I'm Guillermo Moreno. So before we dive into the text itself, one thing we need to observe is that this um, audience marks the end of section two of the chapter. So section two began back with audience 26. So audience 26 through 33 it was on the man of concupiscence. And now for the third section, we are going to look at what is what is titled commandment and ethos. So that's the name of this section. And in this audience in particular, we are going to, it's essentially a introduction to the overall section and this section has let's see how many subsections does it have do you remember Guillermo hmm. sounds like we lost Guillermo okay it has three subsections I'm, I'm sorry I, I didn't realize <laughs> I was muted I was muted I'm very sorry oh, that's uh, I, I said that uh, no I do not Okay, yeah, I just looked up. So this section, yeah, thank you, Guillermo. The section commandment ethos has three subsections. The first subsection begins with audience 35. So audience 34 here is strictly kind of an introduction to the entire next set of audiences. With that, we will dive into it now. So the hardness of heart. So oh, we got a typo here. Matt. It should be Matt, not Matt. So Matthew 5, chapter 5, verse 28, discusses the adultery of heart that is linked with, and this is linked with Matthew chapter 19, verse 8, when Christ talks about the hardness of heart. Now, this Hardness of heart is an accusation of the ethos of the Old Testament because this ethos gave rise to something that is contrary to God's law. It gave rise to something contrary to the original vision of God from the beginning. And it's this hardness of heart is also an accusation of the interior subject who is responsible for deforming God's law. And just how does the Old Testament um, deform God's law? That is the subject of several of the forthcoming audiences. And a second element to this hardness of heart is... A, a command. So the Sermon on the Mount proclaimed a new ethos, the ethos of the gospel. And this new ethos is linked to the beginning, to God's original vision. And so this heart, this command is a address to historical man. And historical man is all of humanity since the time of Adam and Eve when they committed the act of their act of disobedience and rebelled against God's command to again 
where he forbid them from eating the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So once they entered the state of original sin, historical man is referring to them all the way to today and all future humanity. And historical man participates in the threefold concupiscence. And what we mean by the threefold concupiscence is from first John chapter two, where in St. John describes the concupiscence of the flesh, the concupiscence of the eyes, and the pride of life. This is the threefold concupiscence that JB2 is referring to. And so, taking a step back now, these verses of Matthew 5 and Matthew 19 have both anthropological and ethical content that need to be unified. They, they are spoken by Christ with a realism about the condition of the heart after the introduction of concupiscence. So looking to the future. So Christ addressed a definite society. And so we have to understand the references within this society, its situations, institutions, and history if we are going to be able to understand the ethical content of Matthew 5. The second point is that the Sermon on the Mount is a universal message for all of humanity, for all men and for all women. And when Christ appeals to the heart, he singularly identifies everyone. And his appeal to the heart it so when Christ appeals to the heart, all right, I should say Christ appeals to the heart of every person in an adequate, concrete, unrepeatable way. So we're all addressed, but on the Sermon on the Mount, and then each of us individually experiences this address, this appeal of Christ in a unique and unrepeatable way that is something worth pondering meditating upon that this this sermon on the mount has universal content but each of us has this content brought before us in a unique way we encounter it in a unique way I think we could also, we could just say we encounter it individually. Yeah, we encounter like, it individually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. These universal issues, we deal with them, you know, in our day-to-day -day basis, in just whatever way it, it, in whatever form it comes. And Christ is still talking directly to us about, about the situation we're in. Yeah, thank you for that, Guillermo. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then, let's see here. So, the task before us in this section is to analyze the meaning of you shall not commit adultery, that sixth commandment. And so, a claim that JP2 makes is that when we examine the content of the ethos 
found in various historical formulations, these always point towards the innermost aspect of man proper to his image. And this reminds me of a book by C.S. Lewis called The Abolition of Man, wherein C.S. Lewis is talking about kind of, if you look at all the various world religions and ethical systems, the ones that do justice to the phenomenon of morality all have a common have a common morality and it and this common morality upholds the dignity of the human person so you do have this kind of interesting observation even prior to jp2 and this book of c.s lewis and i highly recommend to the reader or listener if you have not checked out this book it's a short one but it's also a very eye-opening one it's very it's a very powerful book on describing objective morality and the flaws of relativism and it's interesting since c.s lewis is calling out these currents of thought long before our time and yet it, they're still prevalent today um do you remember off the top of your head when lewis was around um i don't remember exactly okay what do you see world war ii he was certainly around in the 30s and 40s okay in fact i'm just going to look this up real quick see here part of the see. no part of the reason why i bring this up is because himself and I'm currently reading a book called Philosophy of Religion by Archbishop Fulton Sheen. And he's calling out relativism way before it actually comes. But they see it coming. You, you, you see these holy men of God just seeing the troubles of our times more specifically. They see them coming. They see the storm coming. And they're calling it out in their time. Yeah, no, that's a great point, Guillermo. Mm-hmm. Let's see and, here. And the text I'm reading by Archbishop Fulton Sheen, let me see, it was written in the 40s. Yeah. The 40s, if I'm not mistaken. I got the dates for C.S. Lewis. He was born November 29th, 1898, and he died November okay. 22nd, 1963. Oh. So there we go question now is when was abolition man written 1943 so in the middle of world war ii okay yep all right um did you have anything else to add guillermo nope all right in that case we will move on Thank you for watching our video. I guess we didn't have anything more to add on to that. It's a short video. Then again, it was a kind of a introduction to the whole section. So, so yeah, not too much meat and potatoes in this one. Just kind of a sketch of what's to come. 
If you have been enjoying our videos, please subscribe to our or yeah, if you've been enjoying our content, please check out our social media, subscribe to it, um, like, share, comment. Please consider making a financial donation through either PayPal or Patreon. Your financial support goes towards the maintenance of our website and the purchase of further resources so that we can continue creating new content that you all love. Um, speaking of content, we have a lot on our website, lenovoesprit.com. We have written many articles on a variety of topics, and we have a podcast. Um, Guillermo, you want to? You have something more to say about our podcast? Yes, in our other podcast series for Lenovella Spree, we talk about a variety of topics, such as trends in culture and politics, always from a Catholic personalist perspective. Now, we upload our episodes onto buzzsprout.com, and you can find our page on Buzzsprout through the Lenovella Esprit website. You can listen to us directly on Buzzsprout or use that to find us in other popular platforms for podcasting, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Um, just to recap, if you are wondering where our social media is, you can find it all on lenovellespreet.com slash subscribe. All of our social media and where to financially support us can be found there. You can also find all of our various platforms that we have our podcast distributed to. Um, Guillermo, do you have anything else you'd like to add? I would just like to ask our viewers and listeners to keep us and our mission in your prayers. Yes, please remember to pray for us. And with that, I'm going to say goodbye. Bye, everyone. God bless.